Monica Armstrong, and I'm obsessed with helping women emancipate themselves from limiting beliefs and behaviors that prevent them from operating in their zone of success. I'm a former corporate executive turned coach who gave it all up to help women rise above personal constraints and march boldly towards becoming the women they were born to be. My goal for this podcast is to make it a space where we shatter old thought patterns, challenge limiting beliefs, and break the chains of societal norms. Here, you are not defined by your past, but empowered by the potential of your future. So join us on this journey as we dig deep into a world of transformative insight and empowering information. Because remember, you are more than just a product of your past. You are the architect of your future. Welcome to Girl Emancipated. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Emancipated podcast. It's actually episode number 16, and I am your host, Veronica Armstrong, and today's episode is about harnessing reflection for personal growth. It's about looking in the mirror and looking in our past so that we can learn from our experiences and engage in personal development. We are going to explore how reflection can be used as a tool for growth and transformation. So let's start by defining what reflection really means. It's about evaluating your thoughts, your actions, feelings, and responses so that you can learn from them and make decisions about what you'd like to change on a go forward basis. So if reflection isn't something you do on a regular basis, you might be wondering why am I dedicating a podcast episode to the art of reflection? And here's why. It's because reflection is required for growth. It allows us to pause and really assess and understand our experiences, including our strengths, weaknesses, and patterns of behavior. And this understanding is absolutely critical for making informed decisions that will allow us to develop emotional intelligence and ultimately foster self-improvement. So as I was preparing for this this episode and doing my research, I was really thinking about what I do on a daily basis. And sometimes I reminisce and sometimes I really reflect. And I found it would be important, or at least I thought it would be important for me to explain the difference between reminiscing and reflection. So I decided to look up the definitions of both so that we can make sure we differentiate between the two. So according to the Cambridge Dictionary, reminiscing is to talk or write about past experiences that you remember with pleasure. Whereas the definition of reflecting is to think carefully, especially about the possibility and opinions. Now, what's interesting about that is reminiscing is thinking about something pleasurable, whereas reflecting is to think carefully and notice it doesn't say about the thought being pleasurable. So it is to think carefully about a thought or a situation, which means you're looking at the entire situation where reminiscing typically looks at situations or thoughts that are more pleasurable. So you have a tendency to pick out 
different bits and pieces of the thoughts when you're reminiscing, whereas reflecting, we're digging it a little deeper. So here's an example so we can clarify this. Say, for instance, there was a situation where you were very successful with a work project. You were thinking about that successful work project. Reminiscing would be fondly recalling the success of the project, while reflecting would be analyzing what led to the success and how the strategies can be applied in the future. Notice that reminiscing is more deliberate and it digs deeper into a situation and it looks at a situation much more broadly so that you can glean from that particular situation what you need to glean so that you can take your learnings and apply them to future situations so that you can generate better outcomes. Ultimately, that means you are drawing on lessons from your past so that you can create better outcomes in your future. So if you are someone who is committed to self-development and you are aware that self-awareness is the number one predictor of success, I want to move into why self-reflection is important to build your self-awareness and strengthen your learning. First and foremost, self-reflection helps us better understand ourselves. And that is because it helps us to uncover our fears, our desires, our motivation, and our patterns. So in essence, it's a tool for self-discovery. And by reflecting on our experiences, both good and bad, we can learn valuable lessons about ourselves. And finally, reflection leads to improved decision-making, emotional regulation, and a clearer sense of direction. And the good news is, is that there is science behind the benefits of reflection. Psychological research has shown that reflection practices can significantly improve mental health and emotional intelligence. Reflecting regularly contributes to stress reduction and can even be an effective method to conflict resolution. It's not just a feel-good exercise. It's actually backed by science. So I did my research, and what I've learned is that a regular reflection exercise or practice helps to manage emotions because it helps you identify emotions as they arise so that you can decide how you want to handle similar situations in the future. So it helps you to manage your emotions. And it also helps you to improve relationships. Again, reflecting on experiences you've had with others or in other situations and the behaviors you exhibited, you have an opportunity to make deliberate decisions about how to handle that situation in the future so that you can achieve a better outcome. So all you need to do is just go to Google and just research self-reflection exercises in mental health and you'll come across a lot of articles, a lot of blog posts about the benefits of self-reflection as it relates to one's mental health. So how does self-reflection help you develop the pillars of living an emancipated life? So the first pillar is self-awareness and you Using self-reflection will help you identify your personal strengths, your weaknesses, 
and any behavioral patterns that you'd like to change in order to generate better outcomes. The next pillar is courage, because the bravery required to confront the uncomfortable truths of your experiences and your behaviors and your past mistakes is big. So you have to have the courage in order to confront those uncomfortable truths. Next is resilience, leveraging the insights that you've gleaned as a result of reflecting on past behavior or past situations, it will help you develop stronger resilience so that you can bounce back from setbacks. Next up is empowerment, because the ability to look back at your past and make deliberate decisions about how you are going to change your behavior in the future, that is empowering you to decide the steps and the direction that you are going to take. So you are empowered to decide how you are going to change your behavior so that you can create different outcomes. And finally, purpose, because when you incorporate reflective exercises in your day-to-day practice, what you are doing is setting yourself up to make deliberate decisions about your actions that align with your, or at least aligning your actions with your core values and your goals so that you can achieve the outcomes that you like to achieve. You are marching closer toward living in your purpose. Now, if you're ready to incorporate reflective exercises within your day-to-day routine, it's important to understand how to do it effectively. And in my research, I came across several different ways, and I'm going to break them down here. So the first, of course, is journaling. And as you all know, journaling is one of my favorite ways to self-reflect because it allows you to write down your thoughts and really keep a record of how you you feel in certain situations so that you can go back to them, read them, and you can make decisions as to how you want to change your behavior in the future. You can also reflect through meditation. I talk a lot about guided meditation, but you can actually center yourself, meditate, but take some time to really reflect on those experiences that you really want to reevaluate and determine whether or not you can change your behavior for the future. And finally, there are several models that you can use to help prompt and structure your daily reflection exercise. So I came across these models on the University of Edinburgh's website. And the reason why I wanted to share models is because I'm a firm believer of structure. And if there are tools that we can use to help us improve whatever it is that we're trying to do, whether it's a reflection practice or improve, you know, our study habits, then I'd rather leverage a tool that has been proven so that I can reap the benefits. So here's what I've learned from that website. There are six models. The first one is called the Gibbs reflective cycle. The second one is what? So what? Now what? The third one is the integrated reflective cycle. The fourth is the four F's of active reviewing. The fifth is the Carl framework of reflection. And the sixth is the five R framework for reflection. And when I look at all these these reflective exercises, I came to the conclusion that the model that I typically use is the what, so what, now what? Of course, it's the simple one. So this model is based on those three questions, what, 
so what, now what? And it allows you to go back and reevaluate a situation so that you can learn from it. What is the situation you want to learn from? So you'll need to describe the situation. The so what allows you to extract the meaning of the what, what happened. And the now what allows you to create an action plan for the future based on the previous question. So it's a very simple model. So if you want to use a model for better reflection, please go to the University of Edinburgh's website and select one of those models that fits your particular situation or just resonates with you so that you can incorporate that into your daily reflection practice. So as I normally do, I share a personal story to just give you some insight into how I put into practice the things that I am sharing with you. So several weeks ago, I had a meeting with an organization that I belong to, and there was some change taking place. Now, first, let me say this. I thrive in change. Absolutely love change because I don't like, you know, like kind of boring status quo. But the change that was taking place seemed kind of abrupt. It didn't seem very, very clear. So I was a little curt and short with my responses because I just didn't like the way it was being handled because I felt like I was being forced to put members of this organization into a precarious position without first seeking to understand, which is my number one rule as a leader is to first seek to understand, not just say, we're going to do X, Y, Z. So as a result, I stood my ground because I was not going to force the other members to do anything without first understanding whether or not they could actually do what needed to be done in the time frame that it needed to be done. And so my response and how I responded could have been better. And bottom line, I own it, it could have been better. But upon reflecting, and I gave myself grace, I understood why I did what I did. But I also felt that I probably could have handled it better. And I really truly said to myself that I dishonored myself and I dishonored the members of that meeting because I could have handled it better given my years of experience. But I gave myself grace. I recognized what I did and I recognized how I could have done it differently. And at the end of the day, I gave myself the opportunity to for a redo. We're going to have this meeting again. We're going to handle things differently. And I did handle things differently the next time around. And I also took it upon myself to apologize to the one person in particular who took the brunt of my just standing my ground. At the end of the day, it was my responsibility. I held myself accountable for the actions that I took that day. But I also apologized to the person who was on the receiving end of my responses, although I didn't do anything horrible. It just wasn't the person that I want to show up in the world. So the great news is, is that having that time to reflect allowed me to go back and look at that situation and basically acknowledge I did not present myself in the way that I want to lead myself in the world and the way I want the world to see me. And so I took responsibility for my action. I spoke to the person who was on the receiving end of that, and I changed how I responded in upcoming meetings. That's exactly what reflecting allows us to do when we talk about personal development. Go back, reevaluate, make a decision to do something different so that we can generate a different outcome. So I hope that helped you understand why self-reflection is important. Now, I will admit for some, reflecting isn't always easy because sometimes people face 
Barriers like denial or avoidance or just emotional discomfort with facing the situation head on. And so I'll share some strategies to help you overcome these challenges so that you can engage in honest, productive self-reflection without falling into the trap of self-judgment and just making excuses for yourself. So one of the first barriers most people face when it comes to incorporating a self-reflection practice into your day-to-day routine is time. And truthfully speaking, for me, self-reflection happens either immediately after the situation or at a time where I am having coffee in the morning or I'm just kind of taking a break for the day. I'm walking away from my desk and taking a break. Self-reflection doesn't take forever. You can take five minutes out of your day to utilize one of the models to evaluate your behavior in a particular situation so that you can come up with a strategy on how to address it in the future. So take time by setting aside time during the day or using some of your break time or some quiet time that you have just to get into your thoughts so that you can look back at the situation and reevaluate how you'd like to behave in the future. The next challenge some people experience is just knowing how to self-reflect. I have gone over six different models that you can use. So go to the University of Edinburgh's website, look at those six different models and determine which of those resonates with you and try to incorporate that into your self-reflection practice. And a third barrier is just the fear of acknowledging your own contribution to a situation. Let me just say this, we are not perfect. So if you think you are without fault, then you know what, you're gonna have some challenges. But truthfully speaking, it is so much easier to accept responsibility for our actions and just recognize that doing so will allow us to make deliberate decisions to change how we behave in the future so that we can get better outcomes. So to get over that fear, recognize that you are a perfectly imperfect human being, and that is okay. And in recognizing that, take the time to step into that fear so that you can glean whatever it is that you need to glean in that situation so that you can make decisions to change your behavior that will help you generate different outcomes. Because truth be told, you are the only person that you can control. So if you can step into your fears, take responsibility and be okay with it. Do not be embarrassed by it. Be okay with it because you're making deliberate decisions to do things differently so that you can generate different outcomes is going to go a long way toward making sure that you learn and grow from your actions and that you maintain healthy relationships with others, especially in those situations where perhaps you could have responded differently to situations. So there's nothing to be fearful of. It is absolutely okay because you are a perfectly imperfect human being. That's it for this episode. Thank you for being a part of Girl Emancipated. Together, we are breaking free from limitations, embracing our authenticity, and empowering ourselves to live the lives we were meant to live. Remember, hit that subscribe button and follow me at I am Coach Veronica on Instagram and Facebook to stay connected. Also, share this podcast with your friends. And if you want to be a member of the Girl Emancipated Insiders community, where we will dig deeper into the episodes and support each other and our desire to live an emancipated life, go to Facebook and search for the Girl Emancipated Podcast community or go to the link in the podcast episode. If you decide to join, 
I can't wait to see you there. So as I conclude today's episode, I want you to remember this. The journey of reflection is deeply personal and endlessly rewarding. By looking inward, we learn to navigate our path with greater clarity and purpose. So until next time, take a moment to reflect, grow, and embrace the journey of becoming your best self. Bye for now. Thank you.